We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That's Tyler Siski opening his uh, bottle of rain. Or Yeah, it's not really a, it's a can of rain, not a bottle of rain. It's a can. Can of rain. It is uh, Make It Rain Thursday. Our Make first, it rain! Our first edition <laughs> of Make It Rain Thursday. This is kind of a trial run. It's kind of a preseason run. It's a scrimmage, if it were a college. Yeah. If it were a college game, this it's would a full be a contact scrimmage. scrimmage. Yeah, if this were a uh, NFL game, this would be a preseason game that doesn't count against you. Yeah, Tom Brady wouldn't show up. Yeah, Tom Brady w- wouldn't play. Joe Burrow would not play. No. Um, Tom Brady being the Bahamas, would you sell? Yeah. <laughs> not a bad choice. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean. You want to get the shit knocked out of you for three hours, or you want to go to just sell the Bahamas? Hmm. wonder which it'll be. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to pick some games. We're going to. We're going to come up with a uh, – we, we, we've laid out the rules for our competition. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about those. We've got to figure out what um, what the punishment is for the loser. <laughs> well, we got times because the week zero does not count. We'll talk about that. So we right, have so a we week. Have, we have Maybe we should of, let the, the chat figure it out. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah. That's a strong idea. Uh, but I'm not eating anything gross just so everybody knows the ground rules on that. I'll shave my head. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'll shave mine too. Yeah, no, no eating anything gross. Yeah, to come up with something more creative than that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. I need to tell you about. There's so many, so many things on this file now that it's it's created a uh, it's created a little bit of a confusion for me at times. Nobody cares about that, but here we go. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I have got uh, the cherry limeade today. I'm awfully excited about it. I, Tyler brings me a rain every show. I didn't know what I was going to get. 
But I'm getting the cherry limeade. I kind of know what you like now. Which is one of my favorites. I was on Amazon a little while ago about to make an order, and I saw, and I need to ask Bob this, they have a new one coming out. Which one? He no, he told me there's one coming out in January. Okay, this one said being released October 31st, I thought it said. He told me there was one in January that, was, that sounded really good. I can't remember what it was. Let me see He's going to be mad at me because he told me that. I think it was Saturday he told me that. Were you supposed to be able to say No, he's, we just, Bob and I talk from time to time. Good dude. Good people. I like good people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is. Uh, I'll know it if you say it. A tropical That's Storm. It. That's it. It was a tropical one. Item will be released on October 31st, 2022. Yep. According to Amazon. I'm going to trust Bob since he works there. Yeah, I'll trust him over the people at Amazon. Just was saying it was there, and I was like, whoa, what is that? Now, they in Amazon, they may have it earlier or something, I don't know, but he said in stores is actually the word he said, but that was it. That was the one. He said it was really good. I think what I'm going to get is the Rain Total Body Fuel variety pack. Dude, can you imagine, like, all right, so, like, Bob travels all the time, right? He'll call me, and, like, one time they were in Vegas or something for, I don't know, something. And they like sit around and, and try all these flavors and stuff. Like, how juiced would you be after you left that meeting? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> drink seven or eight cans of yeah, it. You just, <laughs> I mean, forget sleep at that point. Just forget it. Not it's having. probably good in Vegas, you know. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, could you imagine cracking about seven? I would. I would pay money to see you drink seven rains and see how you respond afterwards. Pack of forty-eight. Variety pack. How about that? <laughs> That'll get your mind right That'll for a get month. You, that'll get you moving. All right, let's see. Uh, so we're going to do this over the course of the season. Yep. We're, we're going to pick. During the season, what we're going to do each week, let's go over this. All right, let's go over the rules. Ground rules. Ground rules for the big competition. We're going to pick uh, five college games. All right. And the way it works is – Tyler gets to pick his five college games. Yep. And I can pick the same ones or completely different ones. I get to pick my five college games. Same thing. He's not obligated to pick my games. Correct. He can if he'd like, but he doesn't have to. We're also going to pick five NFL games. Same thing. I, I pick my five. There probably will be some some uh, common ground, but it does. it's not a requirement. Each one of those will count as one unit. Yep. One unit for the against the spread games. Yeah. For example, let's say I've got Ball State plus 32 and a half at Tennessee. Let's say I take the balls and I lay the number and, and they cover. That's one point for me. That's one point for you. Um, we're also going to take one money line game a week. One money line game a week. And in this case, let's take Ball State plus the 32 and a half. Okay. What's the money line on that? I haven't even pulled it up. <laughs> they bet they don't even have one. Um. Let's come up with a hypothetical. All right, so line. usually like the, I think the Georgia one's like plus 520 or something like that. Okay. So let's call it plus 500 just for yep. just for Even clean. Numbers. Yep. If I took Tennessee money line, that's just one point. Yep. But if I took the Ball State money line and Ball State won, that would be – You would get 5.2 5.2 units. Or in this case, we went with just five. I'd get five yeah, units. Yeah, five. So if I'm way behind – it's an opportunity for me to, to catch up. Catch up. And it, so it gets really silly. To hit an eight-run home run. Depending on how bad the punishment is, it could get really crazy by the end of the year. Yes. So um, that's, that's going to be 
that's going to be what we do. And, um, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, I'm fired up. People are already coming up contest loser has to dress up in some costume, try to get on TV at a Nashville FC home match. It's a thought. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I did like, um, it would take coming up with some probably some advertising money. I did love what uh, the next round did. The loser of their NCAA tournament thing went to the airport not knowing where he was going. <laughs> Got a one, one-way flight to where they were going, and then they had to use plane, train, and uh, bus to get home. And they flew him to someplace in Kansas. Yeah, that's and and he does he get the book? Is he paying for the for the trip? Back? Well, I mean, obviously, it was sponsored by some travel yeah. agency or something, and they 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 paid for all all of his expenses were paid for. But it was funny because he ended up he ended up kind of making a mistake and having to take the train all the way from St. Louis to New Orleans, and then a, I think a bus from New Orleans to Birmingham. I'm going on the shortest bus trip you've ever seen. Yeah, because I don't want to be on a bus. I don't want to be on a bus. I don't mind I'll the do train. a train. Yeah, I'll do I'll, a train. I actually like trains. Yeah, I like I like the I like the planes. Have you done like a train trip, like going somewhere on on a train as an adult? <sighs> I've done some Amtrak stuff. Yeah, I have not, and I I kind of low key want to. Uh, Amtrak to uh, where did I Amtrak? To? Uh, Amtrak from Albany uh, to New York City. I've done the uh, Amtrak from D.C. to Baltimore several times. So yeah, I've done I've done Amtrak. It's I like Amtrak. It's pretty cool. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. I'd I'd make a lot of pit stops on the way back. I'd be you know, just send me other side of Vegas so I could make a pit stop in Vegas. Anything in the news you want to get to before we get into some picks? No, it's getting. I'm just right. footballs are getting ready to fly, man. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, I mean, there's news out there, but some some stuff I don't want to talk about. But I'm, let's let's let footballs fly, then we'll. We'll do what we do. All right, there's a handful of games on uh, this weekend, Saturday, that don't have lines. North Carolina versus Florida Atlanta. I'm sorry, FAMU. Florida A&M, FAMU. FSU versus Duquesne has no line. Western Kentucky and Austin P are the first game of the season. There's no uh, no line. And UNLV, Idaho State in Las Vegas, there's no line. Will you watch any of those games at all? No. I mean – I guess if you told me that I turned on Austin P in Western Kentucky at 11 a.m. Saturday just because it was on. And there was nothing else. I mean, yeah, but look, I love football, but I'm not one of these people that, hey, there's a game on. No matter how bad it is, I'm watching. I've never been that guy. I like football a lot. And if it's a, com- if it's a compelling game, like at 11.30, Northwestern plays uh, Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland, I will absolutely turn that gotcha. on. Gotcha. But I no, will- just because it's – I mean, if it's like, you know, Lafayette High School against Horn Lake on the TV, I'm not like, oh, football, I'll drop everything. I, yeah, and I, I, there are people that are that way. I'm just not one of them. I, I'm the same way. I will watch a little bit of the North Carolina and, and Florida State to kind of get some judgments on where they're at, you know, with the new players. That's what I'm interested in. I want to see where they're at uh, going into the season and see if I can get some help for next week. But I'm not going to be watching it expecting a great game. FSU plays Duquesne. I yeah. did not know they had a football team. I didn't either. And I sell a business to football teams. <laughs> so Duquesne is not <laughs> Duquesne a is talent. not a quick you client. <laughs> is Florida State? Uh no, but we're, we're working we're, on yeah, it. We'll okay. get there. All right. January. All right. Yeah. We're about to be. It's not yet. All right, let's let's talk about some games that do have lines. 
Yep. Since we got a smaller grid, we can talk about them, and I'll tell you if I don't like them or yeah. not. And then uh, I'll be checking the chat, and if you guys like them or have questions about the spreads, we'll talk about them. We mentioned this one. Nebraska is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite versus Northwestern. This is 11-30 in Dublin, Ireland. I actually like this game, and this would be one of the games I would have taken as one of my five if this were a week, if this were next week. This is my favorite game of week one to pick against the spread. All right, so I'm curious to see which way we go. I like Nebraska minus the 13 and a half and feel pretty damn good about it. Okay, this is not going to be a good podcast because I'm I never bet, and we'll talk about strategies in the first. I love Nebraska minus 13 and a half, and here's why. And I'll go ahead because okay. I want to give you reasoning why. And then, okay, because if I had people in the office and I literally told them this fact, and they were like, oh, never mind, I changed my mind. Last year, Nebraska. They lost, They were three and nine. But fun fact, they actually outscored their opponents for the year by sixty three points, and went three and nine. Lost a ton of close games. A ton of close games. <clears throat> One of their three wins was against Northwestern, and they won fifty six to seven. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> see, it changes your mind a little bit. I can sell you here. And I think Nebraska has gotten better, and I can't say the same for Northwestern. Nebraska, they signed 14 transfer guys. I looked up the number the other day. 14 new guys coming in, and the most important was Casey Thompson coming over from Texas to play quarterback. And he's a good he's a good player. Yeah. And um, when the whole Quinn Ewers thing came about, he said he shot the deuce and went to Nebraska. And they are in a – and this is why I'm, take, I'm, I'm laying the points here – they have to win, and Scott Frost is fighting for his job. So if they have a chance to pummel somebody early, he is going to do it. He is going to try to score 1,000 points. So I like him there. I didn't want to mess with the over because I don't know how many points Northwestern can score. Uh, they do have some returning guys on defense, but look, it wasn't like they were Georgia on defense last year. All right, so I'm going – I'm laying it all day long, and if they lose, they lose this week zero. But I feel very confident that Nebraska is going to beat them by more than two touchdowns. Good. That game uh, is on Fox, by the way. I always like to tell people what, what networks they're on because I think people are looking for games. Not everybody's as dialed into it as, as we are over the course of the week because, you know, they have jobs and lives and things. So um, that game is on Fox. In case you're wondering, that first game is at 11 on CBS Sports Network, uh, Austin P. Western Kentucky there in, in Bowling Green. Um, the Idaho State UNLV games at 2.30. It's on CBS Sports Network. They have a quadruple header header on uh, CBS Sports. You know what blows Network. me away by CBS Sports. Like when you watch the Sports Network, they play the same intro song of the SEC, and it just doesn't hit right when it's like you know two FCS schools playing. Da, 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 yeah, they da, play da. it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, Good luck, Big Ten. <clears throat> Wyoming is at Illinois. This game in uh, Champaign. You ever been to Champaign? I have. Coached the game there. Yeah, I like that stadium. It's kind of cool. Yeah, we went there. Um, it, it was old. It was right before they were redoing it. Cause Arkansas State? Yeah, was, yeah, I was at Arkansas State. Uh, been there twice, matter of fact, um, both with Arkansas State. Uh, we went there. We played before the renovation, I guess, then after. Um, Freeze's first game as a head coach, I think. I'm pretty sure that was it. And we shit in our Easter basket and blew the lead late. But um, well, that was we won 10 games. That was your, it was his first game as a head coach. That was one of our two games we lost. Wyoming and Illinois, the game's on the Big Ten Network. It starts at 3. Wyoming is a uh, 
an 11-point dog. Illinois laying 11 at home against the Cowboys. This is one I'm staying away from. Okay. Um, I could see this going either way. I don't have a good feel for it either way. I, I like what Belima's doing at – or Belima, I always say Belima. Uh, Belima, right? Isn't that how you say yes, it? Yes, and he okay. does not appear to have bulimia. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> if he does, it's really not working. I've met the guy. He's not super he nice. He is a guy. super nice guy. And I like. I, I like butchered Brett. his name. I apologize. So you're talking to two guys. Since we get our name butchered so much, we should be able to butcher other people's name and not get any shit for it. All right. Um. But he's kind of got a good thing going there and trying to get him back a little bit. But at the same time, Wyoming, Chris Bowles, the head coach at Wyoming, that came it was at North Dakota State. And he's done a great job there bringing that mentality to that place. They got hit pretty hard by the portal. They did, but I want to I say I don't know. I got yeah. too many. If you made me, if you put a gun to my head, I would say Illinois because I like laying points the first week zero deal. But the style of play is going to naturally have a low scoring closer game because they're both downhill physical teams. And so I don't know what the over-under is. Um, that would probably be something I would look at. I didn't put it on there. Grind, is that 44? Is that for that game? Is that for Wyoming and Illinois? I'll wait till you – I know you're on delay, but I'll Probably is. I mean, that's well, that's low. Um, I don't know. I'm just staying away from it. But I do think it will be – it has a chance, if you if you can get into football, it has a chance to be a really good – one of the better games of the day. Competitive yeah, it, games. It's on my list of games to watch. I want to watch that at 3 o'clock for sure. I'll turn that on. Um, if you choose violence, that's the game for you. Thanks, Grind. Yeah, Grind said it was 44 was the uh, over-under. Um, that's low. That's scary. I, I hate overs and unders in the 40s. Another 3 o'clock game. This one on FS1. Uh, Connecticut is at Utah State. Utah State priming up for their uh, week one trip to Alabama. Utah State laying 26 and a half points against the Huskies. It's not enough. I love this one. This is one I'm betting. And I'll tell you what I'm betting and what I'm not betting. I'm betting Nebraska. I'm betting this one. Utah State minus 26 and a half. Quick, you client. Um, I, they got everybody back. Fun, good, really good team. Really good team. Yep. They, they won their league last year. Um, Blake Anderson that was at Arkansas State, great dude. He went out there his first year. Do you know who the strength coach is for the Utah State Aggies? I do not. Paul Jackson. Is that right? Is That's that where it. he is? It is. Seems like I did know that. You know who the AD is? Yeah, it's uh, Hartwell. John Hartwell. Yeah. Good people out there. They got the, the South out West, um, but they got a bunch of Arkansas State dudes out there, and they did a great job year one. Um, they're loaded. They got everybody coming back. Um, a, fun, a fun fact, too, is uh, so Wyoming and Utah State swapped quarterbacks. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. Yeah, they swapped quarterbacks portal um but they got everybody back i like them yukon they're great people that's some bad ball up there they, they just they got their first year job uh first guy's got his first first year at the job they got a huge 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 uphill battle to climb roster wise um Ooh, 59 and a half over under there all right Grant. i don't hate that over I just don't know if UConn's going to be able to score I was enough getting, points. I was getting ready to say, can UConn put 10 points on the board? Yeah. I think Utah State is going to score plenty. That's why I like them. I mean, 
grind, this thing could go 56 to 3 and you miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it could. Utah State's going to score a bunch of points. I just don't know how much UConn's going to score. Uh, but I'm taking I'm taking 26 and a half for Utah State. That's a lot of points. I usually stay away from those big spreads, but I'm all over that one. Quick, you climb. Uh, all right, let's see a couple of. I'm looking at these games. I didn't even realize this one was getting played. Um, we'll get to it. Let's get to it now. North Texas at UTEP. This is an eight o'clock game. I, I realize now the reason I didn't know about this game is because I was looking at TV games. There's no TV for this game. Get out of here. There better be. You can get on ESPN, imagine, huh? According to this, look, I'm looking at the ESPN uh, schedule. They it better be on TV because I'm betting on it. This is a pick game. Is that right? The yes, line is a pick them? It's moved back and forth from one to pick them. Um, I will find this game on TV. There's no way this game's not on TV. This is interesting. That's an interesting game. This would be an, I mean, a kind of an interesting game to watch because I actually think North Texas has a chance to be a pretty good team, and UTEP has been a pretty good team last year. Last year, yeah. <laughs> I'm all. This is another one which I'm. Um, I'm betting this game as well. I'm all over North Texas, so I got three. I got really, I got four games that I really like, and this is these are the, one of the four games that I'm I'm wagering on, um, and I'm all over North Texas at a, at a pick'em. UTEP had one good year. Uh, last year, UTEP historically is not there. I really like what Seth Latrell has done at North Texas. I do too. Um, He's an up and comer. If he, yeah, and he kind of, he kind of reminds you like sometimes these really good ball coaches get shots at jobs, and that's why I've always and I'm and I'm that's why I'm really happy what Billy did at ULL going to Florida and taking his time. A lot of people jump into jobs. Or take jobs because you get a chance. You don't get a chance to be a head coach very often. And he is a phenomenal football coach. And he gets a job at a North Texas school that was really down and it had a long way to go. And he's rebuilt that thing in his kind of vision. And it's taken him a little longer because he was on the rocket ship, right? And he just and he took the job at North Texas, you know. And that's what I hope. And Kane will because I know Kane. Kane take his time at South Alabama. He's going to end up getting a big time job out of there, just taking his time and being patient. Instead of jumping to maybe a conference USA or American school that's just not ready to compete yet, and that happens a lot in coaching. But dude, he has done an unbelievable job from where they're at. They have a beautiful stadium there in Denton. Um, historically, I've had a good program. Uh, they used to be in the Sun Belt when I coached there, so I've been there many a times. Uh, they used to throw. When I was a kid, North Texas was in the uh, the Southland, Southland yeah. and they would come to Tech. All well, that's the time. all the Sun Belt. Was right. Yep. It's the old Southland that moved up to the FBS. That's how it kind of got started. But um, La Tech belongs in the Sun Belt, by the way. Um, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Well, and they're too egotistical. They don't want to be in the same league as Monroe and 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 uh, ULL. And so instead, they play in a they play in a league where they have no real rivals. There's not real interest. And if they were in the Sun Belt. They would be able to have kind of natural rivalries, not only with ULM, but with Southern Miss, yeah, uh, Arkansas State, Troy, um, South Alabama would become a, an interesting game. They're surrounded. Yeah, it would, and they would cut out a lot of their travel in other sports, save themselves a bunch of money, and play a higher level of football that their fans would enjoy. But the egos in Ruston, and I can say this because I grew up there, they think they're better than – Louisiana Monroe. That's it. They think they're better than ULM. 
And ULM has positioned itself. Now, they can't win because they don't have any money, but they've positioned themselves to be in a better league. Yeah. And, and th- it's all on tech. It's total stupidity on tech's part. Everybody's – It's arrogance. I've said this, and, and I, know, I hope I don't put anybody to sleep, but I've said this a thousand times. People keep sleeping on the Sun Belt, and it's gone from being the worst conference that's ever existed back when 2001 or two, where it was when we came to Arkansas State. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2002. To being – Besides the American, which I don't count because they're almost like power six, but yeah, the group of four, I guess, um, the best of the rest. You know, I mean, it's a competitive league. They got great players and a great footprint with recruiting. Here's what they're starting to do: is they're also it's also starting to become the kind of the crib for future head coaches at the SEC Big Ten. And it wasn't like that when no, it got started, but it's starting to happen. You look in that. I mean, Billy Napier just left ULL. Yep. Eli Drinkwitz went to Missouri. Yeah, Eli went to Missouri. If you, Satterfield went to Louisville. Yep, you, and you look in the league now, everybody's – a lot of eyes are on uh, Kane Womack. A lot of eyes are on John Summerall at Troy. Um, there's just people kind of all over that people are watching. And these I wish, are, these Ellie, are These I, are guys that can – these are guys that are going to get an opportunity yeah. without the, mag, the, the magnifying glass on them to learn how to become a head coach who have all sorts of pedigree to be head coaches. I mean, everybody I know, you, and you know, yeah. for every person I know in coaching, you know 50 or 100. I know no one who doesn't believe Kane Womack and John Sumrall. Two guys, I just, I'll bring them up. Yep. I don't know anybody who doesn't think they're going to be Power 5 head coaches. I don't know anybody. and But yet they get to, they get to make mistakes. And when I say mistakes, you know what I mean. I mean, not screw-ups, but they get to... They kind can of get away with a little bit more. Yeah, and they get to learn a little bit, figure some things out, have a voila moment where there's like three media members there. You know the coolest – let me tell you why I, I'm going, obviously, and again, I want to make sure everybody knows this. I have very close personal relationships with both of those guys. I've talked to both of them the last week uh, multiple times. Yeah, but full I, disclosure, I yeah. mean, Kane and I are friends. Yeah. I mean, he messed with me about a photo from Campbell's bid day the other yeah. day. I mean, we're we're, we're friends. But – I can honestly say that, that I've talked to other people in coaching who yeah. don't know about that relationship who are like, hey, you ought to watch that guy. That guy's going to become a head coach. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's, he's got the pedigree and blah, blah, blah. It's weird. Like once you, when you work with people, you kind of like – I don't know if it's – I wouldn't call it intuition. But when you work with people, you can kind of look at them and go, you know what, that guy right there, he's going to be a really good head coach. The way they manage their players in a position room, the way their organizational level, their recruiting – a little bit of everything because, again, like we've talked about before, it's not about X's and O's. But the thing that I'm probably the most proud of both of those guys and I'm happy uh, for them is since they've become a head coach, they have not changed one bit. Yeah. It's the same dude that was a, that was a position coach. It's the same guy that was a coordinator position coach. They haven't changed and they haven't sacrificed who they are, which it, happens a lot. In well, business. and it, it and it happens a lot when a guy gets his first job at a big level. Yeah, it, it's because I think what happens when you get a job at a place like Troy or South Alabama or Louisiana Tech or those kind of programs is you get an opportunity to establish yourself as a head coach, to learn how to treat assistants, learn how to treat players, learn how to handle boosters. Yeah, on a much lower level, but you do get it. You get the. You get the swings in. It's like going and playing a lot of double A. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of triple A. It's fair. You get the swings in. Professional at-bats. 
but without everybody being every at bat is scrutinized, but not the way it is if you're a major leaguer, right? Right. There's a difference between playing at Gwinnett and playing in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's watching your at bat, and it counts, and people know about it. But the difference is just the organization's really watching the at bat, right? In Gwinnett, when you come up to Atlanta, well, now there's thirty eight thousand people at the game. And everybody's watching it on television, and ESPN's watching it. And if you do something stupid, it's going to be on Sports Center. It's it's a completely different deal. And so when you coach at South Alabama, you learn how to be a head coach. But yeah. you learn how to be a head coach and get your swings in, so that when you take the job at Kentucky one day or wherever, you're far more ready for it. Yeah, just my opinion. The other thing that's pretty cool about the Sun Belt because I just saw his name. Hardman was talking about Clay Helton at Georgia Southern. Quick, you clients, um, is how. And again, we were when I came first uh, came to the Sun Belt was two thousand two with Steve Roberts, and I remember. So I was with Coach Roberts for a few years there. Left to be high school coach, and then came back uh, and coached receivers there. When Steve Roberts was let go at Arkansas State, okay, that's when Hugh Freeze got gets the job. Mm-hmm. He was the coach. Like when Hugh leaves to get the Ole Miss job, Hugh was the first coach, I think, in Arkansas State history that left on his own. Really? Like a hundred years of football, it was like a death sentence. So Hugh gets the job at Ole Miss. Gus Malzahn comes in. To uh, Gus Malzahn comes in, goes to Auburn after a year. Brian Harson comes in for a year, goes goes there. Now Blake goes to An- Boise. Yeah. Blake Anderson comes in. Now he's gone to Utah State, and now Butch Jones is the head coach. And you're starting to see that Billy comes in at ULL, goes to you, the Sun Belt. Used to not be a springboard, and all these. Uh, Butch Jones, Clay Helton, that's what reminded me of it, uh, are getting these springboards. And I'll tell you the one they're sleeping on is Coach Elliott at Georgia State. Just saying, my Georgia State guy's going to, going to South Carolina. I'm, I'm, that might be a week one pick. I've been looking. Yeah, that, line's, that line shows some respect too because that line, I've already seen like the early line on that. It's uh, It's 12 or something like that, right? It's along that, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. 13. Georgia State's a 13-point dog at South Carolina. Yeah, but, like, there's uh, there's so many good coaches in the league. You know, we talk about Summerall, talk about Kane. Um, there, there's so many good coaches, and they're usually – it's weird. It's like it's either an up-and-coming coach or it's the coaches that are trying to get their – you know, get back to where they just came from, if that makes sense. So, there's, like, a two different types of coaches that go into the league. But I'm I'm – I'm fired up for Kane and, and, and John. All right, here's another one. Charlotte's at Florida Atlantic. This is a game that's at uh, 6 o'clock. You can watch it on CBS Sports Network. The uh, Owls are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, this is one I'm not touching. Um, Will Healy is at Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so, here, that's a great example of what I was just talking about. He's a guy whose name was really hot. I mean, he's been really hot, and then – the longer he, I mean, he took over a program that was damn near impossible to win. Now he's doing a great job of getting where he's got, but that that place has a ceiling too. Um, but he does a great job. He's a great motivator. Um, I'll be interested in watching the game. I don't know. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, FAU beat the piss out of him last year, so I, I'm not touching that game. I kind of like FAU there. If we were doing five games, I think it would be one of mine this week. Really? Yeah. What? Anything in particular? No, it's at home. They beat them up pretty good last year. And I'm like you, I just think Charlotte has a ceiling. Yeah. And Florida Atlantic has a much higher ceiling. And if the two programs are ceiling-ish, I like FAU. Okay. 
It's very. I I don't even have I can, I don't even have a counter argument with that because it's just I'm, I'll watch the game. I just I have no idea what's happened to those guys in all season. Here's another one I really like. I love Nevada minus the nine at New Mexico State mainly because New Mexico State just sucks. The game's on ESPN two. All right. So have you? <laughs> we kind of skipped over this point. Have you ever been to Las Cruces, New Mexico? I've never been to Las Cruces. Okay, I have a few times. Okay. All right, so I meant to – it slipped my mind a second ago. All right, so here's the trip to Las Cruces, all right? You fly into El Paso okay. to go to the game. So you're flying in, and you think you're landing in a desert. I mean, there is nothing around you but desert. And then all of a sudden, a runway appears. And so you get off in El Paso, and you get on your little bus, or your two buses, and you start humping it west. And it's the most, it's the weirdest, most surreal thing ever is you're on the interstate or road or whatever it was. And the United States is over here and there's a fence and there's Mexico. Is that right? Yeah. And then, but there's like, you know, shacks and tent all up on the mountains and hills like you see into Mexico. And it's a dangerous place because I remember um, had somebody that went to El Paso for something, went to UTEP for something. It's like, yeah, we tell our kids. You do not go over there, cross over right there and go party because it's like one of those, you know, you may not come back kind of deals. Yeah. Um, but that's what the drive's like the whole way. And and then on the right side, you see the Sun Bowl. Sits right next to the freaking interstate. And then it's the Sun Bowl, the road, and Mexico within 100 yards of each other. It's the weirdest, most surreal thing ever. Yeah, I'm no good on that. But they pay – so we, we go out there and – um Late in the year, one year, it was an ESPN game where Arkansas State, it was, it, I don't, ESPN must have been terribly desperate for uh, traffic, but it was an ESPN game. And they painted, I will never forget this, they painted the field green because it was on TV. It was grass field, but the grass was dying. <clears throat> they literally Friday painted the grass green. So when we show up <laughs> during the, on, you know, for kickoff, yeah. we're like, damn, they, I mean, they do a good, I mean, I, I just naturally went, Man, you know, I guess the sun and all that, they have a great field, like from the distance. And then yeah. you walk down on the field, and it was like they painted like dirt. There was, it was Bermuda, but it was like so thin. And then it was basically dirt. And it, I'm talking about painted bright green. We're wearing all white. And I remember our equipment guy, and this is like 2002 or three or something like that. But we didn't have a lot of money at Arkansas State at the time. It wasn't what people know as Arkansas State now. Right. It's probably closer to what you think of Monroe. And probably worse than what Monroe's at. We'd have to sell peanut M&Ms to get anything. Um, and how many jerseys and stuff were just ruined because they'd go on the ground and just they're, we'd come up green. So we we started the game in all white, ended the game in all green. That's incredible. Yeah. Welcome to the Sun Belt. All right, another one that I really like. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I think you're going to agree with me, but I don't know. Vanderbilt is at Hawaii. This is a 9.30 p.m. Central Time game on CBS Sports Network. Are you watching this game? Let's be let's be honest. Okay, I want to know the truth. I don't know what you tell all your podcasters, but I want to know the truth. I will probably start this game. All right. I I doubt seriously that I finish it. Um, why don't you come over to the house and we'll drink and just force ourselves to stay up? Laura will let you out of the house. Well, Laura would let me out of the house. That's not the problem. The, the problem will be getting back here after. I'll uh, get you home. It's possible that I do that. My Saturday, what's a realistic Saturday for me? If the weather's good, 
Um, I got to get up. Got to do the lo- got to do the yard. Um, Make Carson do the yard. Well, that's, well, then I'd have to go back behind him and do yeah. the yard. So I'd rather just do it. Just apologize to the neighbors and let him do it. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, so I do the yard. <laughs> Realistically, lay around the pool. The question will come to this: Is at what point in the day do I start drinking? Open the first beer. Because if the first beer is not till two or three in the afternoon, probably okay that night. But if the first beer is you start getting sleepy, eleven thirty in the morning, yeah, that's where at nine thirty I'm like, man, I got I got an hour left. Well, we got it. the man cave set up. I will let you have the recliner, and you can sleep, and we'll get you home when it's over with. <laughs> All right, we might do that. All right. All right. So Vanderbilt minus eight at Hawaii. I, I love the Commodores here laying the eight points. All right, I'm betting this game. Okay. But I am going to preface this for anybody listening. Why am I betting this game? I do I agree with you. I'm taking the points enough to where I'm betting the game. One reason I'm betting in the game is because if I don't bet on Vanderbilt to cover this week, I may not bet them to cover all year. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. There is a game um, when they play Wake. If Wake doesn't have their quarterback, depending on what that line is, it might be a little bit of a – a shot to bet to bet Vanderbilt. It'd have but, to be a nice spread for me. But I, yeah, but I generally agree with you. So I'm going to bet Vandy. Two is this, and I, I probably know a little bit more doing what I do. You know, they left. You know, when they going through a coaching change in Hawaii as well, a lot of guys left the program. A ton of guys left the program. They had a ton. I mean, it's their their roster is devastated as well. They'll be prideful. They'll be excited to play. Um, but we're fixing to play a college football game in front of nine thousand people at a high school stadium. Yep. On national television. That's yep. what we're going to do. Yep. I mean, what are we doing? That's embarrassing. Well, I mean, so much of Hawaii's deal is the uh, Aloha Stadium has been condemned. But that, it should have never got to that point. Of course. They should have built something else. I mean, I mean they mean, lost the Pro Bowl. I mean, they they right. they had a good thing going there. I don't know. I, I just – sometimes I worry. And it's not any coach's fault, but it's administration's fault. You got. You can't let things get to that point. Well, and and to keep bringing bowl games there, and I realize it's Hawaii and all that stuff, but the stadium's not worthy of a bowl game. Yes, and that's the point I think is they were like, oh, they'll still come because we're Hawaii, and, I mean, and, they, and they're they right. Have. Yeah, and they're yeah. right. Now I'll tell you this. Let me tell you who got the great the great end of this version or great uh, the great end of this pie was Vandy because no one I know some Vandy people. Uh, they left like last Saturday. They've been there a week. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They I, was one, I was getting ready to ask you, do you know when they traveled? Yeah, they left either Saturday or Sunday, and they flew – I think they flew direct. I'm pretty sure that they – or maybe they were connecting in Dallas. Maybe No, that's what it was. I think they were connecting in Dallas and then flying all the way there. Um, but, you know, I knew some recruiting people there, and they're, they're going, and, and uh, it's a pretty good gig. If so they've made it. it a bowl trip. Yeah, and they should. Because they're not going bowling. Yeah. I would, I mean, and it's great that it's week zero. Yeah. You get you a week off probably. Do they play next week? No, they play next week. They play um, Elon next oh, okay. week. That'll be fine. Good scheduling. Yeah, that's smart scheduling. Smart scheduling. Um, but look, all kidding aside, I think Clark Lee um, is going to do a really good job there. I think he'll have them motivated being the first game. I think they've been out there long enough to kind of get the we're in Hawaii thing out of our eyes. Uh, I don't think the playing in front of nine thousand people will bother them at all. Shocker. Um, I think they. I think they make a point. I think they go play. And at the end of the day, I mean, 
Are they a great SEC team? No, but are they good enough to beat the shit out of Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. For so sure. I'm going. <clears throat> I'm going Vanderbilt in the points. I really don't give a shit what the line gets to. I'm going to bet on them. All right, we should tell the people because you, you said that your father said that I, I, I was you were becoming a bad influence on me. You, yeah, you, I apologize. You just, you just dropped one. I haven't. I don't think I have yet. I'm gonna see what he sent me to my report card. I was in the 20s on Monday. Let's see, he sent it to me earlier today. He said I, I was at 24. So he said I was going the wrong direction. But in the same conversation, you know, Neil, your account is going up as well. And, and you're I heard. And you're in the teens. And so I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough in front of all of our – because you're probably like, you know, this guy. I mean, they don't even notice you cussing anymore because they just count my – tally my stuff yeah, up. Yeah, I, I can sneak them in. You can sneak them in. <laughs> but you can't get it past mom and dad, so they're on it. Um, no, but – it's good. I'm being a bad influence on you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah, you got in trouble. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you've been listening to MPW Digital over the years, you know I'm a big fan of mental health therapy. If you've listened for a while, you probably know that I need it. I've needed it before. I'll probably need it again. And during the pandemic, my uh, my girls utilized therapy as well. I'm sure a lot of other people out there did as well. No stigma. Nothing to be ashamed of. Taking care of your mind is just a smart thing to do. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to do it. Vitamins, learn a new language, power naps. There's also better help online therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MPW. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. We got one more game to talk about before we move on. All right. Which one's that? Did I miss one? We got to talk about my fighting Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Oh, that is the one. I did miss that one. Stephen F. Austin, minus two and a half versus Jacksonville State. This game is in Montgomery. The Crampton Bowl. At Crampton Bowl. You see my shirt I'm wearing today, right? Did you even notice? Hard edge football. That's a Rich Rodriguez. I'm repping Rich Rod today. You are. I'm coming in here hard. That's his Jacksonville State debut. Is that right? It's his it first. Is his Jacksonville State debut. So did the, you? The money line on this is Jacksonville State plus one sixteen. Plus one sixteen. Okay. And as a practice pick for week zero because it doesn't count. But I'm still I'm rolling with Jacksonville State. I'm rolling my man Rich Rod. Um, they've done they've done a really good job roster construction wise. Uh, once he got there, they have been, um retooling everything and rock and roll and getting guys into his mentality and philosophy and all those things. And dude, I, I'm, I'm all in, um, Stephen F. Austin, they were like eight and four last year. And so it's, it's an FCS game. So the, the Vegas doesn't do this. I can't on my site, I can't bet this game cause I can't find this line, but they are on some sites. So offshore lines, I'm on offshore. They don't have it yet. Okay. They may have it getting closer to kickoff. I found this on the, uh, I think it was action network. I found the line. Um, I'm betting Jacksonville State to win outright. It's in Montgomery. It's going to be hot as hell at 2.30, and it's only ESPN. It's the ESPN 2.30 game. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. It's ESPN 
Um, but why do I why do I not see that? Because you probably got FBS called up on the separator up there, and not all. And then if you hit FCS, it'll come up. Okay, maybe There's so. Two FCS teams. <clears throat> maybe so. There's a lot of FCS games, I guess, this week. But I'm going with uh, the Fighting Rich Rods. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good, like really good, um, especially in FCS. He'll have them back. They're not that – I mean, they've been good for a long time. They had a slip-up last year, but he's bringing in talent, and uh, I like them. So just to compare what we would have, what would your what would your five be? I you mean, if it was this week, yeah. I would go – I love – my favorite game is Nebraska minus 13 and a half. Uh, my second favorite is Utah State minus 26 and a half. North Texas, pick them. Um, Nevada minus nine. Vandy minus eight. And it, so, so I'm not laying a point. I'm not taking the points with anybody. I'm laying every. I'm laying everything. Yeah. And then my money line would be Jacksonville State plus one sixteen. All right. Yeah. Mine would be Nebraska minus thirteen and a half. Utah State minus twenty six and a half. FAU minus seven and a half. Nevada minus nine. Vanderbilt minus eight. And since this would be the one money line that I have that I see here, I would. I would. Yeah, I didn't do it on this one. I'd probably go Stephen F. Austin on the money line. Again. Unless you think it, because you're you're laying the points this week. It's just hard to do that. And I'll, I'll tell, make sure everybody hears this. That's why I like week zero. gets gets me in the mode. It's going to take me about two weeks. Um, so don't be cussing me out because I cost you money. Um, give me about two weeks to, so I can see everybody play at least once or twice. I, I heat up as the year goes on. That's kind of my deal. Once I get seeing everybody play, I start heating up towards the, the year goes on. But that's how it goes. Hey, we got to get – because somebody brought it up too. Did you see uh, – uh, Filmgate. Filmgate. Tell me about it. I know you're you're aware of it. You know a lot yeah. of the people involved, obviously. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. And this happened, you know, something happened in the spring. I didn't know anything about it. And then uh, Clay Carter that works with me, he sent me a text. I guess it was a tweet from Rich Rod's press conference um, that he was talking about there were Stephen F. Austin coaches at their game. I mean, at their uh, spring game. And uh, – this is a fun topic I'd like to talk about. I think you would get a kick out of this one. Um, but here's the thing is, anyway, so Stephen F. Austin coaches, allegedly, let me say that, allegedly, wink, wink, <laughs> allegedly, were at the, because I don't want to, you know, I don't need anything on social media, were at the uh, spring game, Jacksonville State spring game, and then the filming, there was actually somebody at practice, and uh, Raquel's going to kill me. I can't remember what day she told me. Or, oh, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> what day? What day? It was somebody at practice, because I called Raquel about it. I asked her. Um, but there was somebody at practice one day in the past, like this fall camp. But they never – it wasn't – they don't – it wasn't a coach or anything. So, I think the fans think that Stephen F. Austin, the way the tweet was set up, that Stephen F. Austin coaches were filming practice this week. That's not – it was some person. They don't even – it could be a fan. was filming. They tried to make them stop. Or they went to go stop them, and that person ran. And then came back. After oh. So, but like, here's the thing. Let, let's talk about this. All right. Filming practice and things like that and going to see other people's practice. Okay. If you have an open scrimmage, it's it's kind of, you know, it's frowned upon in spring games, obviously, to go watch somebody in an open scrimmage and then share their details. As a coach, okay, I'm going to raise my hand here. I have been on staffs that have sent coaches to watch open scrimmages. It's open. Okay. I've been on those staffs. Okay. 
while I was a position coach. So that should eliminate a couple schools right there. Okay. All right. You also have to consider the source of the information that you're getting back. Of course. Like, you could send me to watch an open scrimmage, and I'm not sure that I could give you any information at all that would help you. Yeah. I never used any, like, 0.0% of the information that was received back. Like, what are you going to tell me that I can't see on film? Here's my thing, right? Here's my thing. If I'm preparing to face Rich Rodriguez at Jacksonville State, there's 30 years of film. Yeah, you're going to watch. I'm going to go watch the ULM film. They probably have every single game that ULL, ULM played last year on that's, offense. And that's what I'm watching. And that's probably all they will watch. And that's all because he's going to have similar talent. You're not going back three years and watching what something he, he did. Matter of fact, I would be shocked if they pulled any Ole Miss film. Right. They, because it's too far. It's too long ago. The only way I would do it is if I knew that if I knew that Jacksonville State, for example, had a really athletic run first quarterback. Yeah. I might go watch a little of the Ole Miss stuff to see what he did with Plumley. Yeah. But in in general, I'm going to look at his ULM film and have a really good idea schematically of what they're going to throw at me. And he's Jacksonville State, right? Yep. He's not Alabama or Michigan or something where they're going to have some elite players that I have to specifically prepare for. Yeah. So I'm just going to prepare from a scheme standpoint and try to get my guys prepared for, hey, here's what's kind of coming at you. Give them a look. I don't need access to their practice to do that. I just really don't. Yeah, so I don't understand. I mean, I don't know the advantage. Like the only thing I could think of, and Rich Rod kind of brought this up in his press conference, um, is maybe they could take your signals, you know, about something. Because you can hear – it's actually really good if you're there because you can actually hear what it means instead of just guessing what it is off a of film. Right. Um, maybe that's the case, but Rich Rod never going to be prepared. I mean, they I mean, they know it. Um, this isn't Rich's first rodeo. I mean, he's he's been coaching for a while. Um, so I'm excited to see him play. I'm I'm fired up for him. Um, I got I got. I'm not going to call him. I'll text him this. I'll text him today or tomorrow. When we get out of here. But uh, this happens. But I used to get so like. I didn't understand what the point of it was. I was like, I'm gonna go in here and watch the film. Like I was at, I was at a school. We were playing an opener against the team. Uh, we did it twice while I was there in two different years. One year we were playing a uh, an FCS team first game, and I was like, Hey guys, look, if we need our uh, quality control guy that's never coached before to go, what's he gonna tell me? Like he doesn't know enough to tell me uh, what is going on that's gonna change my philosophy of what we're gonna do this week. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So I didn't understand that. Um, but it, it kind of is what it is when it comes to that. I, and then um, let me explain the rules, too. Here's what's crazy. Is you can go to the open scrimmages. But, like, I remember when um, I was at Alabama and Chris Kiffin was here at Ole Miss. And they had an off week or something. I don't remember what the situation was. But Chris was going to come to a game. But Lane was on the staff. All right, so he was coming to hang out with us, see Lane. It was an off week or something, right? Right. The NCAA would not let him come to a game. You can't go to a game. Like, as a coach, like, if you have a bye week, you cannot, against the rules, to go to another game. And there was a coach that got in trouble for that somewhere a couple years ago. Oklahoma State, maybe. So what if, looking down the road, Jason Simpson wanted to go – see his son play at Alabama on a week when UT Martin was off. He couldn't go? 
that would probably be okay, I imagine, because it's his kid and they're not playing each other. I'm okay. sure there's going to be a waiver for that. But I just yeah, because Ed Orgeron was able to go see his kids play at Nichols. Yeah, FCS probably has something to do okay. with that. Um, but with Ole Miss being in the SEC, Alabama being in the SEC, and we'd already played them, by the way. The game had already occurred. There was no – you wasn't going to play them again. Right. It was late in the year. I can't remember when it was. I just remember it being late in the year. I don't remember if it was bowl practice. It was something weird. And, you know, and the thing about it, Nick didn't care. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Didn't care. Like, nobody cared on either side. But the NCAA kiboshed it. The NCAA kiboshed it. And uh, so you can't do that, but then you can go to these open scrimmages. And it's frowned upon. It's kind of like the unwritten rules in baseball. It's kind of like those ones where, all right, if I get a chance to stick one in your ear here, if I get a chance to stick a fastball behind, you know, you're going – there'll be some payback now. I put it like this. My man Rich Rod gets up on him, I bet he doesn't take the gas pedal off. You know, it's one of those kind of deals. Stick one in late or whatever you can do to get back at him. But, um, yeah, it creates some uh, drama, but – it is what it is. So let me ask you this. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, week one games. A couple of these are these uh, preseason deals or the early season deals, kind of the showcase games. you got Oregon and uh, Georgia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium there in Atlanta. you got the Sunday night game, Florida State and LSU at the uh, Superdome in New Orleans. Aren't as many of those games this year, none in week zero. Do you think this is a missed opportunity? I do. And I know you probably have a – uh, contradicting opinion, or you probably have fact. I'm being a fan here, okay? So, like, I like fans that have opinions, and then you, the people who have the knowledge can just squish it. <laughs> so, I'll be the fan here. I'll flip the script. 
I wish that the Georgia-Oregon game was this weekend. I wish these big-time games that are across conferences, Florida State, LSU. Alabama, Texas. Alabama, Texas. Now, that's like week two or three or whatever it is. But those kind of games, why not steal one and put it on week zero? Do you know what kind of ratings ABC would have if they put a 7 o'clock this Saturday, yeah, seven o'clock ABC game. Oh, you crush Florida. it! You would own, yeah, you would own TV. You'd crush it. So I do understand that they're getting, they're extending that Labor Day holiday a little bit, but and they're taking advantage with the Sunday for the NFL not starting just yet. Yeah, I have no idea why they're not. If you're playing games, play them now. And here's the kicker: is they did away with the kickoff classic games in the early two thousands. We played in one of the last ones. Um, when I was at Arkansas State, we played Virginia Tech and got our face kicked in. But they kind of did away with them, and they came back with this week zero because they keep moving it up, and they you know going to play in in Australia one year. They're playing it now that everybody wants to play week zero. Well, bring one of those elite games and put it on prime time as a true kickoff classic game. You'd kill it. My guess is that <clears throat> I don't even know is there a is there a Labor Day game this year? Is there so a Monday have, night? Yeah, you have there. Yeah, there's two good. There's two good games. Yes, LSU and um, no, LSU's a Sunday. Sunday night, you know, I'm saying that's a not a Saturday game. I'll pull it up. I had it. I saw yeah, it. I've got it here too. I'm looking. Um, it's uh, yes, yeah, Clemson, Georgia Tech. It's a conference game, seven o'clock ESPN. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you've got yeah, it's a good game. You use you had that Chick Fil A game on Saturday, then again on Monday. My guess is that they just don't want to do it on this first weekend. They Probably a lot of teams don't because you have to start you have to start camp a week earlier. A lot of coaches don't want to do that. More opportunity to get somebody hurt. You have to spread it out. I don't know. It means I I don't. I'm I'm trying to come up with an answer and I don't have one. You're right. It is a is an absolute waste of a ratings opportunity. I mean, I just think like, don't you think like, all right, let's say it was just Clemson Georgia Tech. Would more people turn into Clemson tune in to Clemson Georgia Tech Saturday night at seven o'clock on ABC or Monday night. That Monday. The, the, the Labor, Labor Day? Day, yeah. That Labor Day weekend is, is – I'm asking. I don't know. Yeah, that Labor Day weekend is a four-day, basically. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at it. Um, <laughs> they've got games on Friday, September the 2nd. So you got games next Thursday. So it's really a f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days of college – where college football is – because the NFL waits till the following right. Thursday. You've got games on Thursday, September the 1st. I'm just looking for some highlight games. Penn State and Purdue on Fox. Yeah, I mean, brilliant, on brilliant of the pack, of the Big Ten to go, hey, we're going to put a game on Thursday night, week one, in the spotlight. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm in on that one. You got that one. You got a uh, couple of SEC teams playing. Tennessee plays Ball State. Missouri plays Louisiana Tech. Uh, I'm looking for other games of remote interest that day. Really nothing. Central Michigan plays at Oklahoma State. Then you've got on Friday, September the 2nd, I'm looking for games that would have some interest. Western Michigan plays Michigan State. Virginia Tech plays Old Dominion, which is going to be uh, interesting. Temple plays at Duke. That could be really interesting. Again, man, I'm giving the Big Ten some credit here. I really am. Yeah, no. I mean, you can say what you want, but Illinois at Indiana on Friday night on FS1, people will watch. I'm in. Because it's college football. They will watch. Uh, TCU plays Colorado that night on ESPN. Then, of course, you got the full slate of Saturday games that we've talked about. Do you know what I may do that weekend, that Friday night? What's that? I may accidentally leave the Oxford Chargers game 
Yeah. Just accidentally, I'm going to tell my wife, and she'll buy it because the concession lines are hella long, okay? Well, you're, you're putting it out. She right won't now. listen. Well, you're, my your, mom will. Your, your mom won't. Yeah. No, my mom will not snitch on me. She'll protect you. We're, we're down like four flat tires. <laughs> I mean, I learned, I learned snitches get stitches from somewhere. Mom's hardcore now. She doesn't, she doesn't bullshit. I don't mess with her. All right, so, but if she, mom, if you tell, I'm going to be pissed now, so don't be calling Aaron. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. So that Friday, yeah, I'm going to leave and tell my wife that I'm going to the concession stand. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm just going to walk my happy ass to walk-ons. That's a thought. And I'm going to drink me some Miller Lite, watch the Indiana game, and then come back two and hours come later. Come back and like she'll be like, "Where are you at?" It's like, "Shit, the line is hell long." I mean, that line is just forever. And these people, and she'll are never so, know it. You're like, these people are so slow. I, I ordered a burger, and they had to like kill the cow, and it was a disaster. Meanwhile, I've had my beignets and Miller Lite, and I'm back. There you go, because their service is so great. Big thanks to our friends at Walk On Sports <laughs> Bistro. By the way, if you're in Oxford, you're in Madison. Stop by uh, Walk Ons. Get you a beer, whatever the case may be. You got great beer selection, great appetizers, burgers are fantastic. I'm a red beans and rice guy personally. You love it. Um, I love Louisiana food, man. Like I gained fifty I, I gained fifty pounds just smelling it. Yeah. I, Boudin, dirty rice, meat pies. I lived in Natchitoches. I, I, I'm all about jambalaya. it. Jambalaya. Jambalaya. You can't crawfish, you name it. I'm I'm all in. So we had this place in Natchitoches. You are, are you a you a shrimp creole or shrimp uh, etouffee? Both. I mean, I, 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 ha- I do not – there is no Cajun recipe that I do not like. I mean, I'm all – I mean, I was probably born – I probably am a redneck version of a Cajun. I imagine we have uh, somewhere down our lineage. That's probably the reason I'm half crazy. But when I was in Natchitoches, we had a uh, – it was just cool, man. We had – it's the first time I had uh, drive through liquor stores and drive through bars. You could drive through, get a drink on the way home. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, North Louisiana, uh, we had the drive-through daiquiri windows. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, well, <laughs> DUIs at home or that shit. No big deal. But no, the because uh, we could we could go to Grambling. <laughs> it's great, man. We could drive from Ruston to Grambling, which is about five miles yeah. west on I twenty. It's not about five miles. It is five miles <laughs> on the nose. Um, you could go there and drive through the drive-through window, and they the the age to drink at the time was eighteen. Dude, are you 78 years old or what? I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Not quite there. <laughs> um, they might ask to see something resembling an ID, but it was more like, yeah, here. Yeah, they don't okay. care. Yeah, and so you get a daiquiri and, you know, head on back on I-20. It's really irresponsible. All right, my, I can, my kids told me they did that. I'd be like, that's, that's it. Give me your keys. You're never leaving. I can tell this story because it's 20 years. My wife, and she's if she gets this far in the podcast, I'll be impressed. She hears enough of me. All right, so we live, uh, my wife and I were not married yet. We had just got engaged. I get the job at Northwestern State. Literally the month I get, we get engaged, I get my first job. Okay. And so she had just, she had graduated and she had started working at uh, UAB in Birmingham in the uh, oncology unit. So her, her first job. So we were going to try this long distance thing. It lasted like three months. And so she moves in. She moves to Natchitoches. All right. So she goes from UAB, the oncology unit, UAB, <laughs> all right, to yeah. Natchitoches. And so she gets a job at the hospital yeah. in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Yeah. 30 bed hospital. Yeah. All right. Surprised it's that big. I remember um, 
her coming home with like this look on her face. And I was like, she goes, you're never going to believe what happened today. And I was like, what? So in every room in this hospital, and if there's a doctor out here and somebody else does it, I've never heard this before or since. Okay. Every, they have like the, uh, you know, those little like lockers or whatever. In every single room, every room they had a, in the like medicine closet or whatever, they had a six pack of Bud Heavy, Budweiser, <laughs> hot. <laughs> And doctors on a prescription pad yeah. would subscribe or prescribe uh, patients one can of Budweiser. And the nurse would go and take that can of hot Budweiser and put it in a cup and give it to them. Because of the, I guess there were so many alcoholics in the deal, they were starting to get the shakes. I guess to keep them for withdrawals. But that's the, that's the <laughs> medicine we practiced in Natchitoches, Louisiana. <laughs> That that is a one hundred percent true story. Absolutely, as a Louisianian, I believe it. But I like I tell people that and they think I'm bullshitting. That is one hundred percent accurate. That is that is fantastic. Yeah, welcome to Louisiana. But yeah. is Aaron glad to leave Natchitoches when when you oh, when dude. you left. So, yeah, <laughs> you so made like t- you know this this is. I realized I was marrying a coach, but the more I think about it, the more I think you know it's just not no. I'll tell you. It's, it's, I'll tell you a story. Um, my mom definitely knows this. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't care. It's been, we're married now. All right. So one of the worst things I've ever done is a ma- in a relationship, uh, you know, I've learned my lessons obviously since then. So Steve Roberts gets the head coaching job at Arkansas state. He is our head coach mm-hmm. and he gets the head coaching job at Arkansas state, like December the 22nd. Okay. And he tells the staff, he's like, Hey guys, you go home. This is literally what happened. He's like, you guys go home. Y'all have a wonderful Christmas. When we get back, uh, we just finished the playoffs. When you get back, uh, we'll we'll talk about who's going and who's staying and all that stuff. And we're like, huh? (laughs) Like, what? He's like, we'll we'll have a great Christmas. We'll talk about it later. Well, meanwhile, your entire Christmas break, you're wondering, am I going with him to Arkansas State or am I staying here? You know? Am I out of a job? Out of a job or how it works, right? Sure. So, um, you know, go through the whole Christmas. I mean, crickets, man. I mean, crickets. And I'm just like, I can't. You know, I've worked my ass off. I'm coaching t- uh, tackles and tight ends. It's like, it's crickets. And so my wife and I, we had gone uh, home to, uh, she was my fiance at the time. We had gone home to Anniston, Alabama, and then had gone to Greenville, South Carolina, where she's from, and then driven back to Natchitoches, Louisiana that okay. day. All right. So I get home. She has to go to work the next morning at 7 a.m. So she goes to bed early. And I'm a, the most lazy unpacker person of all time. I will leave my stuff in a suitcase for a week after I get home from somewhere. So I actually had my bag still packed from this trip. So I will never forget it. It was Maryland was playing Florida in the Orange Bowl, and it was Steve Spurrier's last game as the head coach of Florida. And okay. it was Ralph Regan was the head coach at Maryland. Okay. So they're playing in the Orange Bowl. She's asleep. It's like 1130 at night, and I had my first cell phone. And my cell phone rings, and it's Coach Roberts. And I said, 1130 at night. I answered the phone. I said, hello. He's like, hey, boy, what you doing? I said, I'm sitting here watching the ball game. He goes, you ready to go to work? And I said, yes, sir, yes, sir. I mean, I'm excited. He's like, well, come on. We got recruits coming in tomorrow, and you need to be here. I tell me Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Arkansas. I'm in Natchitoches, Louisiana. <laughs> All right, it's 1130 at night. So He wants you to go now. So here's what I did. Yeah. So here's what I did. My wife was asleep. 
Okay, I know I have made I made a mistake. Okay, so Wait, I don't hold, need hold I don't need anybody on. to rip my ass after that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. At this moment, did Aaron have any idea that it was possible that you were leaving for Arkansas State? None. Zero. You're not about to tell me that you got in the car without telling her. I'm about <laughs> so, left, dude. So I get in my. Good I had luck. a I had a Ford Ranger. I'm scared for you now. Twenty yeah. something years later, <laughs> I had a green Ford Ranger. I drove to the football facility. This is eleven thirty at night. The Northwestern Northwestern football, football facility. facility. Okay. I cleaned out my office. All right. Okay. And um, I taped my office keys to the grease board and wrote a resignation letter and slipped it under the AD's door. Okay. So I, far, so far, so far, you're so okay. far fine. Because she's she's at home asleep. She's asleep. And then I proceeded to leave the facility and drive to. Jonesboro, Arkansas, which is a good six-hour drive. Was I'm guessing because the roads were different and all that. But I know at six o'clock in the morning, okay, my phone rings, and I get the call from my wife, and she says, "Where the fuck are you?" There's one. There's one. Sorry, that was the first one of the day. I said, um, "I'm in Little Rock," and she says, "Are you kidding me?" And I was like, "Well, I gotta go," and. So I went and uh, I left her in Natchitoches, Louisiana, without even a warning. Without even a warning, she—that's what she woke up to. So, needless to say, boy, um, we broke up for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but we got back together pretty quick. Yeah, she was livid. She was not happy. I can't blame her. And so she moved at that time. She moved back to Columbia with her brother, uh, brother Jeff, and her lived in Columbia, South Carolina, and. Um, yeah, that was that was how, and we got so that we were engaged, but it kind of delayed our our marriage for a little bit. How'd you talk your way back into that? I'm a great recruiter. I guess so. I mean, if that doesn't convince you, buddy. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, you probably looking back, you should have said. Hey. I'm not proud of it. Looking back, you, you had to communicate, hey, look, Coach Roberts got the Arkansas State job. I don't know what's happening. I have a feeling I'm going to go with him. I don't know when this is going to happen, but it might move quick. Yeah, going back now that I'm <laughs> in my 40s, yes. I mean, even in my 30s, yes. I mean, in my mid-20s, yes. But at that time, I'm, what, 21, 22 years old? I was like the youngest coach in the NCAA. Like, Oh, wow. I'll I, didn't, tell you, I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, I was like. Fresh out, of, fresh off the boat. You know, I was like, it's twenty two years old, and I just, in a weird way, you had to have that mentality back then to even yeah. survive in the business. Yeah. Um. How about this? I I actually, in a crazy way, I technically paid for that job. Like I actually paid the work there. If you go back, if you just want to be honest about it, because I was a GA, right? Yeah. But I was a position coach in, in FCS. I was a GA at a school that did not give their GA scholarships. So I had to pay out-of-state graduate tuition to go to school there, but then I coached, and they made me teach classes. <laughs> I had taught, I taught two college classes. That's fantastic. So technically I paid to coach there, and we got $600 a month. This was what they paid us, $600 a month for 10 months. They did not pay you June and July. You got $600 a month. So you get they gave you six thousand dollars in stipend, but my bill of my tuition was like eight because I was out of state was like eighty two hundred bucks. So technically, I paid twenty two hundred dollars 
to do that. And if it wasn't for her and her nursing salary, we wouldn't have been able to survive. But that's how we survived. Aaron, I just I hope the birthday and Christmas gifts are really nice. Yeah, they, I got a birthday they, one time they, too. They they need to be really nice gifts. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. Whew. All right, NCAA futures bets. You got some NCAA futures bets that you're fired up. Yeah, about. let me while you're let you talk about a little bit while I pull these bad boys up. All right, I'll let you do that. Um, I'll remind people brought to you by Rain. Uh, Rain total body fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine. BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Um, I'll tell you this while you're doing this. There are some NFL games this weekend that I'm kind of – no, seriously. You got NFL tonight, Green Bay and Kansas City. You can tell that they're getting ready to go because there's more – they're spreading the games out. Right. You got game on NFL Network tomorrow night, Seattle at Dallas on Friday. Um, two and a three NFL Network games on Saturday: Jacksonville and Atlanta, the Rams at the Bengals in a rematch of the Super Bowl, and um, what was the other one? Minnesota at Denver, and then two on uh, Sunday, one at noon. You got the uh, Jets and Giants at uh, MetLife Stadium, and then at three thirty, you've got the guys from Hard Knocks, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Have you started watching Hard Knocks? I have, dude. Love it. It's really good. But now you know why I'm crazy, right? I get it. You get it now? Y'all are insane. Yeah. 3.30 on CBS. Imagine trying to adjust to real life after doing that. Very difficult. It's if, pretty, pretty if you much. you bet on, by the way, I just and I probably need to say this real quick before we get to this. If yeah. you're a person who bets on NFL preseason games, look, there's this number called 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> you need help, man. Yeah, you do. Like, you, you legit need help. Like, I have a feeling like the, the same guy that that uh, bets on NFL preseason games also like has cockfights at his house in the backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's the same guy. It's, <laughs> it's that guy. Yeah, you're that, that guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Or you're the guy like uh, Clark, yeah. Clark Rizal. Pick pick a hand. You're at that. You go to that casino. You go to a cockfight and you see the guy that's like bringing his rooster. You're like you bet on preseason games, don't you? You do. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. I'm betting everything. That's, that's who you are. All right, give me some NCAA uh, futures bets. All right, like. here we go. Question for you. I'm going to ask you the questions. Now. I'm going to put my media hat on. All right. All right. If I gave you Alabama, just Alabama, okay. plus 200 okay. versus any other team. The field. The field at minus 300. Who do you take? Alabama plus 200. So you would take, and that's Ohio State, that's Georgia, that's everybody. You're giving all that up. Yeah. Like you don't even think about it. No. All right. Well, that's going to feel. That's, <laughs> I think they're the best team in the country, and I don't think it's particularly close, and I don't think anyone's beating But they have them. to win it all. Yeah. And you're, and you're, and you're willing to w- just go for two-to-one odds that that happens? Who's beating them? They can lose a regular season game and still get there. I don't think they're losing twice. Okay. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I – if you told me they go undefeated and lose an SEC championship game, okay. It doesn't really sound like a Nick Saban team. Um, so, basically, if you bet $300, and if any other team won, you would win 100 But if Alabama won, you would win 600 Yeah. You're in. Yeah. You wouldn't? You'd go field? I mean. Who's beating, who's beating them twice? The only thing that could happen is if – Ohio State's really, really, really good. And 
Alabama gets hurt. Alabama. They I mean they beat Alabama. Or, okay. or I mean that's just. I but, think Ohio but, State. But now, can do it. now I'm getting, but I'm now I'm getting really good odds on Alabama in a single game. Fair. I mean, I just look at Alabama's schedule and I go, okay. Well, everybody goes, well, they got to go to Arkansas. I'm like, okay, so what? They got to go to Ole Miss. I'm like, same deal. Tennessee, okay, they get A and M at home. LSU, whatever. They get Auburn at home. When there's an upset in that game, it's because it's at Auburn. Like last year, they get Auburn at home. They're going to beat Auburn, so they're going to play in the SEC championship game. They're always really good at that. They're always good in that game. But even if they were to lose, has that he ever game, lost an SEC championship game that he's been in? He probably has, but I can't think of it. All I can think of is when they win. They've won a bunch of them. I'm like, sure they remember. I'm sure they've lost. One somewhere. I, I was I trying to make sure it wasn't one I was in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Probably is they just don't lose against the East much. Grind, you're my guy. Let me know if the Alabama's since Nick Saban's been there has Alabama lost in an SEC championship. Oh, here's a good one. If if Al, you get them playing today, Alabama minus six and a half versus Ohio State. That's a lot of points against OSU. Well, no, if I knew like preseason wise, yeah, I'd take Alabama. I would I, too. I, I think. Uh, oh, thank you, Grind. Yeah, they lost to Florida. When uh, the first one he got good, they lost that one-two game to Florida. That's it, and that was the last time. That was when Alabama became became Alabama. Then they turned around the next year and played beat Florida beat, and beat the hell went out undefeated of and Tebow cried and all that. Yeah, stuff. they went yeah. undefeated nine. Um, yeah, that's thank you, Grind. All right, here we go. Georgia plus four seventy-five, but any other team minus eight seventy-five. So you'd have to bet eight hundred seventy-five bucks to one hundred. Well, plus four it's an easy bet. I, mean, I would take. I would take Georgia, just because of the odds. The odds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ohio State plus three fifty. Any other team minus six hundred. Yeah. Again, the odds are such that you have sure. to. Yeah, you just have to sprinkle a little bit on it. Yeah. Not crazy about it, but I, I would take the Ohio State bet before the Georgia bet. I I don't think Georgia's winning the national championship. Here and this is going to get to the next one. Here's a bet that I like. All right. Okay. Here we go. Check this out. This is crazy to me. This is insane to me. You can have Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Oh. Okay. Versus the field. Okay. Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are minus three fifty. Wow. The field. Plus the field. Plus two twenty five. Like That's think about all. that. Yeah, but think, but think about that. You're getting 127 teams versus three, and you're the underdog. Like I'm taking on that. And here's my logic. I, mean, I would probably take the field on that one, and you're going to take the other one. So we'll debate. This would be a good podcast deal. Here's here's my problem with it is I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of who the hell the fourth team could be. All right, here's the deal. Right is, and this is why I would take the field. Alabama and Georgia, there's only going to be one of them because they're one of those. They're going to eliminate somebody's going to eliminate the other. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like yep. somebody's going to eliminate the other, either yep. in the playoff or in the other. Yep. And so what I would do here is, if I took that bet, I would bet it there. I would I would take the field there because you're in the playoff and you can go and th- minus three hundred. I mean, I got to bet three fifty to win a hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I, I, no. I mean, the, the field is the smarter bet. It's the bargain yeah. bet. My problem is I'm still, as I'm racking my brain, right. going, who the hell is that team? 
All right, because I mean, I, I, now I'm because because let's put it's that deal where like you you know like the NBA draft lottery, right? Yep. You're going okay. We're gonna get this pick, this pick, this pick, and you get the pick, and you're like, okay, well, who are we taking? Because now we're taking a human being who can get hurt. As we yeah, saw. are you okay? By the way, I saw that. Did you talk about it on the podcast today? Briefly, I didn't um, get that far. I, I have convinced myself that this is not a bad thing because this. <laughs> This makes the Thunder worse for this year, which puts them in better shape to get uh, Victor Wembanyama. You have convinced yourself that this is not a this is not a bad thing. It's Are you be- serious right now? Got a better chance at next year's lottery. So yeah, you love this tanking thing, don't you? Uh, yes, I like tank. I like tanking. If you're you gonna- know that's never going to happen, right? What they might get Wembanyama. Yeah, but like, who wants to tank? Like, if you if if I owned a team mm-hmm. and I knew you were tanking, your ass is fired. Like that, well, you would be the one that decides to tank, not the coach. Yeah, but what I'm saying the is – The front office is who decides I to want, tank. I would not want a coach coaching my team or a player playing on my team that says, okay, I'll tank. Well, Get not, your ass out of here. That's not what they do. I'd fire they, one they of them. Tell the good players, hey, the they tell the good players you're not playing tonight. We're playing bad players. But what I'm saying is if the coach listened to me and agreed with me – He has no choice. Yeah, he's either way. If the coach, I bleep myself. You like that? Yeah. If the coach doesn't, if you tell the coach, "Hey, we're we're going into development mode, development mode right now." Yeah, I wouldn't and want that goes, guy coaching my team though. Well, if he doesn't agree to do it, here's the thing. Here's the thing in the NBA. We're, we're gonna move back. Over yeah, to that. I'm sorry. Thing in the NBA is That's you, my fault. You can't if you're in a smaller market and you that doesn't attract free agents. You. You simply must pick at the top of the lottery at some point. No, I, I agree with what you, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying the whole thought of tanking on anything pisses me off. I get it. I, I, I get, get it. All right. Um, all right. So I'm trying to think who those teams all are. Right, so, so, now, so, so those teams are Utah, uh, Oklahoma, um, Baylor, Oklahoma State, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame. I guess some wild card SEC team, Texas A&M, LSU, whatever, Kentucky. And that's where I'm getting at. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of teams that as I say them, I'm like, they're not winning it. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. So I'm, I, I'm back to going, what's the better bet? I guess the better bet, if you actually want to make money, even though you're not making much money, is to take the three. All right, because you have to place these bets, I guess, by this weekend as futures bets. So I, I, to, I said all that to say this, and I agree with you. But here's what you can do. Okay. You can narrow the list of who, who would win if it wasn't them. Okay. You can narrow that list down, right? Oh, okay, sure. And when you start looking at the odds of those possible teams, it's like, look, when you start looking at, okay, could it be Clemson? Oh, because here's sure. – You have to be able to win your league. Right. All right. That's so what, you, and that's what I just got through doing. Yeah. Was, so you got to go through those leagues. So I want to go take a shot on a. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like it if it's not Alabama, and it's not Georgia. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to take a shot on this plus eight thousand LSU Bengal Tigers. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're getting that value. You're getting the value to where I take the what is it? In Baylor the, was something stupid too. Yeah. What, what's Michigan in the Big Ten? Because if Michigan beats Ohio State, maybe they maybe they get it. All right. When they did it last year, they whipped Ohio State. All right, Michigan State. I'm scrolling backwards here. Michigan State's plus fifteen thousand. Okay. 
Um, Michigan's, Michigan's plus five thousand. Okay, so I'm getting I'm getting both of those teams. Yeah, and then if you go to Baylor's plus fifteen thousand. What's Oklahoma? Oklahoma was up there. Oklahoma was plus twenty five hundred. What's Oklahoma State? That's the one I'm. <laughs> you read my mind because I'm you. getting because I'm getting them too, and I kind of like them. Now, but now my problem is when you go, you like them enough to win the national championship, and it's no. But maybe they catch some breaks. What if I told you Oklahoma State was plus twenty thousand? I mean, look, that's a team. If I was sitting in Vegas today, having some fun, just taking a flyer, eh, ten bucks on Oklahoma State to win the national championship. Let's see what that pays. I'm, I'm on my I'm on my site right now. Let me click on it. Should I just bet the damn thing right now? It's Let's not. It. It's not a terrible. Is it illegal bet. in the state of Mississippi? Ten dollars will win you two grand. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad bet. Bet just placed. Um, if you told me to take another one, it would be. Uh, I mean, obviously we talked about Utah. I'm looking for like big time bargains. NC State. All right, NC State. Plus ten thousand. See, that's another. That's ten bucks that I. You know, if you're just playing with money for a little, if you're taking a hundred dollars and you're like, we're going to divide up this hundred dollars and take some flyers on some teams. That would be one that I'd do. What about Vanderbilt at plus one hundred thousand? We'll see. That's stupid because they're not. <laughs> that's that's literally just being an idiot. This is what I was talking about earlier. Vegas is missing a great opportunity here. Why not just make it two hundred million to one? Do you know how many people would come bet on it just to bet on it? Sure. Do you know how much money they would make? Yeah, because Vanderbilt. There's a zero percent chance that Vanderbilt wins the national championship. It's not happening. Like. Raise it up to where everybody bets on it. You keep the money. They're missing a golden opportunity. I may put that in the old Cisco sports book and just declare bankruptcy if it hits. But I think I'd be – hell, it may be good after Saturday, Saturday night yeah. at 1 o'clock. But, you know. I, I mean, they just aren't – I guess the point of the exercise is that – and this is the problem with college football – is all these odds would completely change if you went to a 12-team playoff. Oh, yeah. You're – the odds completely change. Yeah. And it makes it far more interesting at that point. Like, you know, now, hey, Oklahoma State, to make a 12-team playoff, I like their chances. Get in a playoff, who knows? Right. Yep. Because that's like, you look at the ACC, you got Miami, basically Miami, NC State, and Clemson. That's who, you gotta, that's who you're dealing with. And realistically, the problem you have is that there's that, that chance that uh, – the SEC gets does it again. Gets the two teams into the playoff, but the chance on that is both of them essentially go undefeated, or the one loss team beats the undefeated one, like happened last year. Right. As as deep as the SEC is this year, I I I don't anticipate that happening. You don't anticipate what? I I, I think I think either Georgia or Alabama will have a loss. In the regular season, and I think the odds of what happened last year happening again are probably not great. Yeah, someone's going to get one of them. My man Clay Karcher thinks it's game one. He thinks Oregon beats Georgia. He's he's adamant. Yeah. I like the points. I feel like that's a trap bet. By the way, is it still at seventeen and a half? Yeah, and I mean, it it may uh, if I it's was, at seventeen and a half. Hell, if it's at fourteen, I'm taking. If it's in double digits, I'm taking it. I think Georgia's going to win the game. But I don't think – I mean, that's a hard – But, like, if Georgia were to lose to Oregon, I immediately go, okay, they're going to lose a league, a league game somewhere. 
All right, who can beat them, though, in the regular season? I have to pull up their schedule. Well, you know it's the East, and then they play uh, – Well, hold on. Let's pull up their schedule. All right. Georgia football schedule. They got to play Auburn. Auburn's one of the crossover games. Georgia football schedule 2022. They play Oregon, Samford at South Carolina. That's one that a lot of people have kind of circled. Yeah. As, That's scary, man. Okay, okay, so again, now this is under the premise of they lose to okay. Oregon, right. right? They lose right. to Oregon, and they if they lose to Oregon at home, they clearly have some holes. Well, it's at it's at a, yeah, well, it's in Atlanta. Okay, that's what I meant. But it's same well, thing. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, Neutral site game. At Missouri, no. At home against Auburn. Um, Vanderbilt, no. Uh, Florida and Jacksonville. Tennessee at uh, at home. At Mississippi State. At Kentucky, back-to-back weeks. I mean, SEC. Um, I mean, you've seen teams go on the road in the SEC and lose. Mississippi State's not going to be an awful team. They might be the worst team oh, in the West, to, but they're not going to suck. No, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to buckle up. I like, I like. And then at Kentucky, what if Kentucky's on a roll? I mean, that's the game right there for me. That's the game. Yeah. So, but the biggest thing with me and Georgia, I guess I'll I'll ride with you. The thing while I'm with Georgia, it's the hardest part, man. And, and we talked about it. I don't know. Maybe in our first show, we talked about it is the hardest part is not winning football games. The hardest part is once you get on top is staying on top because complacency sits in, and that's the hardest part of coaching. And so, and that's what he, you know, he's been doing all offseason and all that. And, and, and here's, not to interrupt you, but, no, but here's where Alabama, like, we, we do this with Alabama, and I think they're going to win the national championship. But if you told me they lost a regular season game, okay, because listen to their schedule. Utah State at Texas, ULM. Kidding, joke. Vanderbilt. You, hey, by the way, real quick before you get going, yeah. do you think Nick takes it out on ULM after his first year? No. Okay. At Arkansas, followed immediately by Texas A and M at home, followed by at Tennessee. That's a good stretch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a couple couple of games in there where you're like, hmm, they're going to be laser focused on A and M. You know it. I know it. <laughs> Why would that be, Neil? <laughs> and then Tennessee on October the 15th, it's a crazy place to play. They'll be jacked up, got a good quarterback. I'm not saying it will happen, but if if the football gods dropped into here right now and said, hey, guess what? You're not going to believe this, Tyler. You're not going to believe this when I tell you this. But Alabama loses in Knoxville this time. You're not going to go, oh, my God, this is the big one, Elizabeth. All right, let me ask you a question. They're going to lose. The same guy comes down and asks you. They they tell you they're losing one regular season game. Who is it to? Okay, I'll go through the rest of the schedule, and I'll tell you who I think it would be. All right. They go uh, Mississippi State at home on the 15th. I mean, on the 22nd. Week off at LSU. Followed by a trip to Ole Miss. Austin P at home. Auburn at home. If you told me, hey, Alabama loses a game, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Who do you think it is? If the gods gave me, say, we'll give you three choices. Give you three, we'll tell you whether you're right. And then you have, and then you have to pick the one. I'd say Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss. And then if they said, okay, that's right, one of them, and I'd say LSU. November 5th at LSU. That'd be the one I'd circle. I'd go, that's the one. 100,000 people, crazy. 
LSU's the team that overachieves, geeked up, just completely ready to go, athletic enough to pull it off. That's the one. I'm if, going, if you told me I was wrong, I'd say it's Tennessee. I'm going to pick none of those. Okay. I'm going at Arkansas. All right, so I'm trying to come up with a scenario in my mind where Arkansas wins that game. And it's it's this. Well, the first scenario is it's the problem. Fayetteville. It's in Fayetteville, October the first. Who's who is around that game for Alabama? Uh, Vanderbilt, and then the week after. And this is why. But Saban's so good. Their kids. The week after Arkansas is A and M, so the hype will have already begun. Unless A and M has dropped a couple of games, and I'm not sure A and M's not dropping a couple of games. I got to see it. I think they're going to be good. Okay. Well, let, let's say A&M beats Arkansas and gets and, and is off to a hot start. The hype on that game will already have begun when Alabama goes to Fayetteville. I just don't see it. I just – now, look, Arkansas is really good up front on the offensive line. I'm higher on Jefferson as a college quarterback than a lot of people. I'm, I'm tired of people doing that. Well, he's never going to play in the NFL. Well, he, no one's asking him to. <laughs> he's playing college football right now. Right. They're good in the backfield. They've got weapons. They're going to miss Burks, but I think they have options. They play money ball with a receiver position. Yeah, they've, they've got a bunch of dudes, and, and if you talk to people that are around there, they'll tell you that the Hazelwood kids look pretty good oh, he's in good. camp, and they're, they're, yeah. going, they're going to be okay. Defensively is where, with Arkansas, they're having a hard time defensive tackle. And teams that are having a tough time with offensive line. Bama? Yeah. Typically, teams who give them hell are really good on the interior. I don't, and I've said this before. I think I remember we we told the story about the Landon Collins game. Hardest place to play in the SEC, in my opinion. And everybody's gonna say, "Oh, it's LSU." Da, 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 da. Well, I've done pretty good, damn good in, in Tiger Stadium. And I rolled in there a couple times, but the um, going to Fayetteville, yeah, is the hardest trip to me, guys. To me. Hardest trip to ever that I've personally experienced. I always have to say that, so you can't argue with me about my own personal experience. So stop trying to convince me to change my own mind about my experiences. But it's not bad anymore. You fly into a pretty good airport. You stay at a really nice hotel in Rogers, and then you get on you get on forty nine. And you're but dude, it's just dreary, man. I, I can't yeah. I, I can't explain it, dude. It's a sleepy trip. There's no juice about it. You're out in a freaking. You feel like you're in deliverance. You're talking about, 20, you you're talking about 2014 at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. You you fly, you fly to a nice airport. You stay at a nice hotel. But hell, you do that every week. But y'all were two weeks removed from losing Laquan Treadwell. You had lost that emotional no, I'm game. I was talking about when I was at Alabama. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of when Ole Miss went there. We didn't play that when I. Every time I've been to Ole Miss, or yeah. when I was at Ole Miss playing Arkansas, right. we always played in Little Rock. The Ole Miss Arkansas game that a lot of people talk about is the one in 2014 where Bo Wallace got hurt. But yeah, o- Ole, Miss, Ole Miss had lost at LSU in a game that Hugh didn't have his team ready for. And they lost at home to Auburn in that back-and-forth crazy game where Laquan Treadwell broke his leg yeah. late in the game. That's terrible. And that team two weeks later had no juice, and they played in Fayetteville. It was a little cold, not, not real cold, but it was rainy and it was wet. And it was one of maybe five games – in my entire career, where I really had no thought on who was going to win the game until warm-ups, and I went, holy shit, can I get can, – can somebody get me to a, a bookie right now? <laughs> you put stock in warm-ups? No, but that, 
That day, I did. Oh. That day, oh, that day for sure. That day, here's what I saw in that game. It was cold and it was kind of rainy. They bundled up next to the heater. And Ole Miss was, yeah, Ole Miss was like bundling up. They just didn't want to be there. You could tell they didn't want to be there. And Arkansas is out there. And, again, I would normally – there was something about the body language, and I have witnesses. Okay. There was something about the body language. And before anybody goes, well, you're an Arkansas fan, my kids kids weren't there yet, so shut up. There was something about the body language. I went, oh, my God, these guys are going to smoke them. Arkansas was out there, and they were kind of like reveling in it. I mean, the whole pig and slop thing. They couldn't wait to play. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be an ass kicking. I told somebody, "This is what is the line? And the line was like, it's almost a pick em or whatever. And I was like, this is going to be an ass kicking. You kind of hit the nail on the head. I don't put stock in the execution in pregame. Like, and I coached with everybody that I coached, not everybody, but a lot of the coaches be like, man, we, we ain't ready today. We ain't ready today. I'm like, because somebody dropped a pass or whatever. Yeah, no. I don't, this, this wasn't that. I have been a part of teams that practiced like absolute dog shit every day of the week. And then they show up on Saturday. Like, the Arkansas State team that we coached that before we got here, the won 10-11 games, worst practice team in the history of college football. Like, I, I was like, we're never going to win a game. And we'd show up on Saturday and score 50 points in the first half. And then I've been on teams that were great at practice. I'm talking about, yeah, we're going to kick yeah, yeah, yeah. And we suck on Saturday. Yeah. And so, I don't – I kind of throw that away. Yeah. Now, here's what I don't throw away. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. Hard for me to do it, like, preseason-wise or early in the year. You got a team that's really concerned about the air conditioners on the sideline, or a team that's concerned about the heaters on the sideline, yeah. or a team that's like, man, it's cold. We need to go get. If I have players coming, hey, Kochak, because I don't let my, I never will let my guys wear sleeves. Never. If you're if you're mentally weak to where you can, I'm just calling it like it is. I'm sorry, guys, but if your ass is so soft that you can't handle it being cold and getting your ass hit because it hurts a little bit more, if you're that mentally weak, you're you're too soft to play the game. Yeah, there was something about that day, that pregame. That game was like a 3 o'clock game or a 1 o'clock. I don't know. It was an afternoon game, and it was wet, and it was cold. But it wasn't like 20-something. It was just like in the 40s. Uncomfortable. Yeah, and they were just – at first I was like, this is an act. They're doing the macho thing. And then after a few minutes I was like, no, it's not. They're ready to play. And I I guess I knew Ole Miss with the Treadwell thing and – They'd blown out some FCS team the next week, but they just didn't want to be there. And you could see it. And I was like, oh, my God. And sure enough, Arkansas won. I don't remember the final. I think it was 30 to nothing. Something yeah, like that. It's Bo, just a hard Bo, place to play, man. Bo got hurt. and Have you ever told the story about how he chose Chad Kelly? That I, game was the result. Of yes. Signed, yes. I knew, I knew that was a big part of it because the other kids came in and they weren't, they weren't ready. And then that next week – they were getting ready for the uh, Egg Bowl. And Ole Miss, to its credit, to Hughes' credit, uh, Ole Miss played a, a really good Mississippi State team and blew them out, basically, in Oxford. But that week, Bo couldn't practice. I wish I got a chance to be on the staff with uh, Chad Kelly, but I did not. But we worked him out at uh, Alabama. I was at Alabama. Yeah. And he was at Scuba. We worked him out. And he was just eh. I mean, he was – Really? Yeah. Just eh. Like, it wasn't, didn't blow my socks off. Yeah. Just eh. But, dude, I love – like – I'm happy for the kid. He had some legitimate arm talent. But it, that's what I'm saying. It just didn't show up yeah. in a workout. Didn't show up. And there's other ones that didn't show up in a workout that, you know, I remember uh, Jacob Eason was one that went to Georgia and went to Washington. 
I mean, on film, he was one of the top five guys I'd seen on film, and it showed up, and you're just like, eh. Yeah. Uh, Shea Patterson. <sighs> that was a good workout. Deshaun Watson, good workout. But I remember Chad Kelly working what out. What about Mitch Trubisky? Never worked him out. Oh, okay. Yeah, never worked him out. But Because, um, I mean, it must be one hell of a workout because they took him over uh, Mahomes and Watson. That's I want to. I'd like to see Patrick Mahomes. Like I would like. I'm interested in like at his younger age to see what because a lot of people passed him. How obviously out of high school, right? I would like to see his high school version. But Chad Kelly, man, like the workout, and this is coming out of junior college, so you were expecting a little bit more. Maybe that's why I was yeah. the way I was. You were expecting a little bit more with his numbers and his performance, mm-hmm. but just on the fly was just like, uh. But dude, I mean, you talking about fun watching a kid play? Like I was entertained. Yeah, he was. He was a fun. That's the word. He was a really fun college player to watch. Yeah, yeah. He he. It's a shame that he got hurt against Georgia Southern in 2016. It would have been fun to see him finish that season. And yeah, I I didn't. Get, I got to you know obviously watch him on film and stuff. I never. I probably watched a couple of TV games that year, but um, I never got a chance to be on the staff with him. Met him. Met him briefly a couple of times, but um, yeah, just he was fun to watch. But his workout was like. Eh. But I think if you to finish the exercise, I think if you told me Arkansas lost, I mean Alabama lost a game. I don't, I don't think I would say Arkansas, I, and I don't think I'd say A and M. I think Alabama's going to beat A and M. I would agree with that. Uh, and I, I would say, I would say Tennessee or LSU. And I think, from a scheduling standpoint, it it would the one that would stick out would be Tennessee, just because Alabama would have played at Arkansas, which will be a challenge. They'll have to play. And then they'd get that A&M game, which is going to be super hype and all that stuff, and they, they're going to pop them. And then by the time they turn their attention, I don't, and I know it's Nick Saban, but the kids are still kids. By the time they fully turn their attention to Tennessee, it might be a little later in the week. Tennessee might be ready to spring Yeah, I think it's got to be one of those road games. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not losing at home to Auburn, I don't think. They're not losing – they're not losing to Mississippi State at home. I guess it's conceivable the week after they went to LSU that that, that they play Ole Miss um, on November the twelfth. Ole Miss has a open date before that, so it's cons- that that would be another one that. It, you saying I, Alabama's going to lose to Ole Miss? No, I'm not. Oh no, I don't. I don't think Alabama's losing a game. Check your freaking cup over there. No, I don't think Alabama's losing a game. But if you told me they were, I think I'd circle. I, I know it'd either be Tennessee or LSU. Fair. Completely fair. You got anything else? You said you wanted to touch on uh, quick betting early in the season, do's and don'ts. Yeah, dude, don't. That's the only thing I was going to say is don't. If you like to bet, and I'm being, I'm going to look out for you a little bit right here. The earliest part of the season, I'm the same way. I'm not going to go like heavy or anything. The first couple of weeks, it's going to be nice and sprinkled in there, nice and easy, light, until you get a flow of what's going on. Don't go waste your whole bankroll first week based yep. on what last year was. Because with this portal now, there's going to be some changes in what you think how good people are and how good people aren't. You're going to have teams that have not gotten a lot of attention that are going to hit on the portal and they're going to be really good. Right. And you got a lot of teams that have gotten attention by the portal and have missed and they're going to be playing a bunch of young dudes in there. They're going to slide a little bit. Here's the other thing I'm watching for and you just won't know until you start to see it. Here's the one thing I'm watching for. Teams that went into the portal, added guys, and those portal additions either didn't work out, and that creates some chemistry issues, or portal guys came in and took jobs, and that creates 
locker room chemistry stuff, and those teams just don't look right. What do you, you do? What do you do if you're like the uh, the guy that's been there for a couple of years? I'm I'm asking. Okay. What do you do if you're the guy that's been there for a couple of years? Okay. Mm-hmm. They go and pay your school goes and pays a portal kid. Mm-hmm. All right. You didn't get anything. Okay. You don't have a deal. Okay. But you turn around and beat the guy out. Well, you want and you don't have any money. You're asking, they, where's my money? And the guy that's where's on the, my deal? The guy that's on the bench is getting paid. Is getting paid. It, again, it's where the it's it's the human part of the portal that I don't know. And 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 this is not a criticism of fans or or of media either because it's so new, right? I mean, it's still really new. I mean, it's like the explorers are still like going west, going, "Hey, look at that! It's a river! I didn't know that was there." Um, it's the human part. On paper, you go, okay, that guy plugs that hole. And this guy plugs this hole. And look, oh, look out. But in reality, they come into a locker room where guys have been putting in the work. Uh, they come into a locker room where guys have built friendships and you got clicks and stuff. Just same stuff that happens in the real world at your work happens in a locker room with the football team. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. And suddenly that gets upset that dynamic gets tweaked just enough to get weird yeah and so i we and i don't there's no way to know those things. i don't i, I look, don't know I'm, how you I'm, can look i'm covering a team that has some transfer portal stuff that is but i have no idea if it's going to impact the team if it's not going to impact the team if it's going to lead to chemistry issues if a guy gets moved from one side to another. I mean, there's, there's. listen, it's not exactly a secret that there's stuff going on with the Ole Miss offensive line. Does that impact chemistry? I don't know. Beats me. We'll see. But my point is, who knows what's happening at all the other programs yeah. where, where guys are in the portal, and you won't know that until <laughs> couple, week, week four. <laughs> couple, okay, I was going to say a couple, three weeks. And at that point, at that point, like you'll be like looking at a team going, you know, I thought they'd be better than that. They just look odd. And that's when you talk to somebody who's kind of an insider who's like, yeah, they they got a gazillion chemistry issues. This team doesn't like each other. And I have covered teams. That's not good, boss. I have covered teams that when you talk to people inside the program and go, what's happening? They, they just don't like each other. This is, this is just – this is a team that there is just no bond. And I've covered teams. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Auburn 2001, Rudy Johnson, yep. Alex Lincoln, Ben Leard, those oh, guys. Man, Alex Lincoln. Those Walk guys. on got drafted by the Yeah, league. those guys. Some dudes. Some now, that was a talented team, but that was not an immensely talented SEC team. It was good. Kendall Simmons, Cole Kubelik. They didn't have Tyler Siski. That's why they were struggling. He'd already transferred. He already left. But that, that was team, good for about three wins. That team was as close of a team as I've ever covered, and that closeness led them to wins. They ended up going to the SEC championship game, lost to Florida. Yeah, ended up playing Michigan, I think. Yeah, I don't in the in the uh, Citrus Bowl. But um, that was an example of a team. Like, was that two thousand one or two thousand? Two thousand. Because Cole was my age. We were, our last year was two thousand. Ben and Ben and Cole are our same age. I guess maybe it's, it had to be two thousand. It's two thousand, not two thousand one. Yeah. Two thousand. That's right, because the first year I was there was the 98 year, and then 99, yeah, 2000, because 99. That was Tuberville's first year. 99 was Tuberville's first year, and they didn't go to a bowl. Uh, uh, they got, I guess, Leard got hurt in the Ole Miss game, and Jeff Klein came in, uh, the late Jeff Klein, God rest his yeah. soul, uh, came in and um, 
they went to Tennessee the next week and got smoked. And I don't, yeah, that team did not go bowling. But in 2000, that same team was super tight. Yeah, not, super, and so, talent level didn't really change that much. Yeah, the talent. They, they, they a little had, bit. Add Rudy. They were talented. Yeah, they had a they added Rudy from from a junior college. No junior college, right? Uh, I think it was Butler. Butler. And yeah, you know they, they were good. Ronnie Daniels was a wide receiver. They were good. They, they made a difference. Yeah, they had dudes, but but they weren't. You didn't look at them and go, "Man, that is the most talented football team I have ever seen in my life." Correct. It wasn't like Cam Newton came in at it quarterback wasn't three years later when they had the running backs. Yeah, they were good. They were solid. But they were super close, and that's my point: is you don't and you don't know those things on the out from a betting standpoint. You don't know those things until a few weeks in. So yeah, got to be got to be yeah, careful early. Your, don't don't blow your whole role on that. But yeah. you know the when you're talking about the, um, I don't I, I tried to think about it a lot lately because I'm getting to that time. How would I handle that? And the only thing I keep coming is if I was a coach, okay, and I had a guy that's getting paid that needs to sit the bench. There's get beaten out by somebody else, and or somebody wanting the kid to play because they paid for him and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. And the only thing I keep coming back to from a coach's standpoint, and I get this is not a fan standpoint, this is a coach's standpoint, is I can either play the guy that and the players aren't dumb now. If the kid's playing and he's not the best one, oh yeah, they know. That's going to affect it. Too. That's going to affect chemistry sure, too. Sure. All right. Because now all of a sudden you got you lose tr- trust in your coach because he's playing a guy that's not as mm-hmm. coach. You're not. You're not. T- you're not practicing what you preach. Was all the stuff we're doing is to win, right? Yeah. Sure. And so from a basically, instead of me, one thing I'm going, I'm going to die not doing is being a hypocrite, right? So if I've been making you do all this stuff to make us a better team and to win, and I'm team, 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 win, 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 win. But all of a sudden, coach is doing a move that's not the best thing in the interest of winning. That's going to affect chemistry too. So, in my opinion, as a coach, from a coach's standpoint, I would rather piss off the one person that paid for him. Yeah, than the whole team. Than the whole team plus the fans when we lose games and they're going to get fired. And I'll try to just figure out how to get that deal right later. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I imagine in the history of sports, allegedly. I imagine there's been somebody that's been paid for before that didn't pan out. Yes. That's probably happened, and that you, you, and that relationship probably in, in got fact, fixed. You've, you, you've said his name on this show. Who's that? <laughs> I'll let people figure it out. He was a quarterback. I'll put it that way. All right, we will. Uh, we'll stop there. Uh, thanks, long show. Appreciate you being with us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll have some games to talk about, and we'll be getting ready for uh, Week One in the SEC. So uh, thanks to everybody for uh, being with us today. Thanks again to Rain Total Body Fuel for making this show possible. Also, thanks to the people at Walk-Ons who officially become a sponsor uh, next week. So for Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. Until Monday, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Uh, don't forget, if you're in uh, PW Digital, we'll have hand-raised guys tonight at uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock. you be snorting some rain over there? Yeah, I mean, I'm fired up now. i got, got the uh, cherry limeade's kicked in. I'm just wee all day. All right, all right. So we'll uh, we'll 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 see I'm you go guys. Home and crack open some Miller Light while you're doing your podcast. How well, about that? Probably have something along those lines in that podcast tonight <laughs> too. So until then, uh, thanks for being with us. Take care.
Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.